Welcome to the TikTok Podcast. The clock is always ticking, so let's synchronize our watches and dive in. I'm your host, Callie Brigham, and I'm here to help you make time for what matters. Hey, friends. All right, this episode has been one that I've been putting off. It's a long time coming. Well, actually, it's about procrastination. So I thought that would be a super appropriate way to kick it off because how many of us are procrastinators? How many of us know we should be doing something? We know that we are even maybe capable of doing something, but we just don't do it. All the hands in the air for the procrastinators who want to put off till tomorrow all the things. Okay, so let's dive in. We have four elements, four things that I want to talk about today about procrastination. And in case you are wondering, yes, I am actually one day late having sort of outlined and written out what I want to talk about in that. However, I am right on time on when I said I was going to record it. So let's play like I don't know, kind of evens itself out, right? (laughs) I was one day delayed in writing this, but I am back on track. So that should make me an expert on this, or at least I'm going to give you some of my own insight and my experiences. I think it's important that first we understand what procrastination is a little bit more. So here's a little definition for you. Procrastination is the act of delaying or postponing tasks now there's more. So if we just put a period there, it'd be like, yeah, yeah, okay. But here it is. The act of delaying or postponing tasks despite knowing they should be completed. Yikes. That's the kicker. Knowing they should be completed. We know that we should be doing it, yet we delay it or postpone it. What we're really doing with procrastination is we're passing the buck to our future self. Ugh. So it's not even that we're passing it off to someone else. We're passing it off to ourselves to still have to do. So many times we're not solving the problem. We're only extending how long we have to deal with whatever it is. And it makes it even harder in the future. All right. So our brains know this. (laughs) And when I say it, you're like, yeah, guilty. I get it. So what are the psychological aspects? Why do we do it? Well, sometimes it is the allure of immediate gratification. So there's something that just feels good right now or feels better. It's not even that it feels good, honestly, because I have been known to do things that I don't love because I'm actually avoiding something else that maybe I don't love even more or less, whichever the way you're supposed to say it. Sometimes it's the avoidance of discomfort. Sometimes it's the lack of planning. Sometimes it's the lack of confidence. Sometimes it's underestimating our time or our capacity. I actually even Googled what are the top reasons, and they were kind of all over the place. Some were more specific to men. Some were more specific to women, to moms, to you name it. But the deal was, you probably know why. You probably know the biggest reasons that you tend to procrastinate and in what areas, whether it's in your personal or your professional life. The deal is it happens to everyone. 
at different times. So whether you are task oriented or relational, whether you're super disciplined or you like to go with the flow. And how about a special shout out to the perfectionists out there who sometimes can be the biggest procrastinators. I know this is what they say. I'm not going to do it unless I do it perfectly. One of my favorite examples of the beast of procrastination is a TED Talk. The guy's name is Tim Urban, and I will link to his TED Talk in the show notes. Okay, this is an oldie but a goodie, and every time I think about procrastination, I go back to this. I'm not going to steal his whole TED Talk. He worked really hard on it, and I'm not going to present it as my own, but he comes up with the concept (laughs) of a little guy called the fun monkey. And so he actually has an illustration and he has like our intentions are our captain and they're guiding the ship. And then there's this little fun monkey off to the side that says, well, are you sure? What if we do this instead? What if we watch all these YouTube shorts or what if we binge on Netflix or what if we just take the day off again? What if we, and the fun monkey, it's not in of itself. He says, we like, let's go. Let's have pleasure. Let's have novelty. And that can lead to procrastination. My mom and I laugh about this all the time because some people's fun monkeys are a little more persuasive than others. And she knows this to be true. Her fun monkey is pretty legit at getting her a little bit off track and a little bit into the procrastination world. My fun monkey, I can sort of like tamp him down, you know, like clap him down, like shut him down a little bit maybe just a little bit more than my mom. And what happens sometimes, I remember, especially before my mom retired. And so we were both working and she would call and say, Hey, do you want to go to lunch? And I would say, Oh, you know, sounds fun, but this is what I'm doing. This is what I have going on. So I just can't. And she's like, okay. And then there were days when I had a clear schedule. And I would call her and I would say, do you want to go to lunch? And she would say, oh, same thing. I really can't. I've got, and I would say, are you sure? And she would go, okay. (laughs) She was really easy to talk into all those things. And that's why she's so much fun. But that's also why she would be the first one to say that there were times when she really should have said no to the fun monkey. And the next thing that Tim talks about in his TED talk is that there's not only a fun monkey, but there's also soon after comes dun 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 the panic monster. <laughs> Anybody experience the panic monster? Like, okay, I've put it off, I've put it off, I've put it off, and now I have no choice, but I'm gonna have to pull on all nighter. I'm gonna have to pull in reinforcements. I'm gonna have to do it halfway because it just has to get done. I'm in trouble. The panic monster comes. So I want you to watch that episode. Not only will you get a good laugh, it's just maybe 10, 15 minutes long, but I think it will also help you understand some of the psychology that you personally have and maybe some of the people that you're around. And more than anything, it's just fun to think about a fun monkey. You know, Mark Twain, I love his famous line that he says, never put off until tomorrow what you can do the day after tomorrow. (laughs) Again, that's not helping, Mark. 
The idea is that we're going to tackle this procrastination concept. And the next point that I want to make, so point one was understanding procrastination. And I think there's just always an awareness that we can have of, is this something that I struggle with? Is this a challenge for me? And if so, let's figure out why. Not maybe so that I'm perfect, but so that I have progress. So that um, one of my girlfriends, Crystal, was just saying the other day, we can go through things or we can grow through things. I love that. So let's grow in this area and get a little bit better, just 1% better, 2% better. So the next point is, I like to call this the tomorrow trap. So many times we believe that the task is going to be easier to tackle tomorrow. I put it this way. There is a lie It's a lie from the pit. The lie says it will be easier tomorrow. Well, guess what? The truth is it is never, ever easier tomorrow. It only gets a little bit harder and then a little bit harder and then a little bit harder and then a little bit harder after that. The easiest time that it is, is right now. Because the more you wait and the more you delay, the more energy you're having to give to it, the more guilt you have about it, the bigger it becomes. (laughs) One of my perfect examples that I use all of the time is getting gas. It's pumping gas. All right. Imagine with me, you've had a long day, whether it's a long day at work, a long day, wherever you are, and you're on your way home, you see that little dial is on E and you're about to pass a gas station. What do we do? We think, you know what? I'm just going to get it tomorrow. Anybody? I know. I'm on about, I don't know. I have like two little, two little dashes left in my tank right now. And I thought about this as I was coming home and I thought, okay, Gally, you got to take your own advice because what's going to happen tomorrow? Well, tomorrow, when you think that it's going to be easier, you're going to be either running late or it is going to be raining or you're going to have left your card at home or the every single pump is going to be taken or you know what i mean it's not easier tomorrow it's easier right now so if nothing else if in this podcast the next time you're getting low on gas and you pass a gas station just imagine i'm the little angel on your shoulder saying do not fall for the tomorrow trap get your gas right now okay so the idea behind this tomorrow trap is really the concept of time perception because our brains typically tend to uster underestimate underestimate the effort required for future tasks. Anybody feel like, yes, I have fallen into that tomorrow trap. I have experienced increased stress. I have missed opportunities because of that. Well, here are a couple of thoughts that I want you to have for this to break free from this tomorrow trap and come into today and that awareness of today. By the way, one of my words of the year a few years ago was today. And It embodied so many things that were only promised today to honor today, but it was also, you know what? I'm going to do what today's, what today requires because I'm going to, again, honor what today means. So some of the things you could do, of course, it's always about 
setting specific goals, making sure that you've got your schedule, your brain drain, your weekly plan. I always make sure that I have that in the show notes. The links are always there for you. And what about this one? The two minute rule. Have you heard of that? If it takes less than two minutes, do it now. One of the funny things that I remember when Josh and I were newly married is he would be great about taking dishes into the kitchen after dinner, whatever. And then I would find that he would just put them in the sink. And I was like, Josh, babe, honey, the dishwasher is like one little arm stretch away from the sink. And now I will say he had his, he liked to soak it if it was a pit or whatever, but I'm like, oh my goodness. Now we have extra work. It's like we're doing it double, right? So the two minute rule says you're not going to do it double. You're not going to think about it now and then do it later. You're going to think about it and do it right now. So just take stock on that the next couple of days and notice the quick tasks that you could do. That's the two minute rule. If it takes less than two minutes, do it now. I think it also has to do with understanding your energy times too and understanding your priorities. I had a conversation with one of our mastermind gals, and she was talking about her to-do list. And she realized that her to-do list every single day, there was something on her to-do list that she always procrastinated on, and it always got moved to the next day. It was the same thing. It wasn't even something that's not enjoyable. It was enjoyable. It just kept getting moved to the next day and the next day and the next day. And the reality is that's exhausting. And that's also defeating when every single day something gets moved. So we had a conversation as to what is going on with this? Is this really a priority? Because what she's doing is saying by her actions, this is not a priority. So let's pause and say, is this really a priority? Now, if she feels like, yes, it really is something that I want to do. It's something that aligns with who I am. It's something that aligns with my priorities right now. Then we have to figure out why does she continue to procrastinate? And one of the things we realized is it was just in the wrong place. So she was having it on her to-do list, but it just wasn't in the right order. It needed to be moved down in her day a little bit more because of her energy times and what she really decided she wanted to accomplish during this part of the day. Isn't that interesting? So the tomorrow trap for her was more, it was just placed in the wrong segment of her day. And it ended up that it was a priority. Now, what I told her was just to try it out. Because that's the deal. Trying things out, I think, is the key. It doesn't mean you're committed to doing this forever. It just means that you're going to try it for now. Okay, point number three might sound counterintuitive. And I think some of you are going to love this one. You're like, oh, I was waiting for this. There is such a thing as healthy procrastination. Procrastination can be a positive thing. All right, now don't misinterpret me because some of you are going to say, see, Callie said, who I, it's just who I am. It's just what, how I roll. It's just what I do. No, not exactly. Not exactly. Don't take this and run with this. What I do mean by healthy procrastination is intentional or purposeful compartmentalization. So that's when you say on purpose. I am going to wait on this task. I'm going to take a break or I'm going to delay a decision because I know that a better outcome 
will happen in a different scenario, on a different day, in a different season. So let me be clear that for some people, it is important that you do practice procrastination. Believe it or not, there are some that don't do it enough. Therefore, everything is urgent. Everything has to happen right now, as opposed to having a healthy view of what should happen now and what can happen later. So I actually found two very well-known individuals who use procrastination strategically. They're kind of famous. The first one's Isaac Newton. I did not know this, but he developed calculus while avoiding the bubonic plague. All right. I don't know much more in that, but I thought that was interesting. You can go research that more if you want. And (laughs) I don't know about many of us who are going to be doing something as grand as developing calculus, but he obviously was avoiding certain circumstances And it turned out for his better. But I also read about Steve Jobs, and he delayed making a decision on the Macintosh's team design, and it resulted in the innovative Apple II. Okay, so there are examples of that. And be careful on this one. You're really only allowed, I'll give you permission if you need it, only when you're conscious of how and why you are procrastinating. So again, this might be deciding, you know, there is a big task that I have at work, or there's a big project that I want to do, or there's something that involves certain kinds of people around me or energy around me. And because of the schedule that I have today, I'm going to consciously place it on Friday afternoon, or I'm going to consciously place it into next week, or I'm going to consciously place it into next month. And I'll give you a few more ideas along this line here in just a moment. But I thought it would be fun to shout out and say, yes, there are good benefits that can come when we are intentionally compartmentalizing. So we're saying, not going to do this now. I'm going to do this later. I was actually talking to my great friend and bestie, Dawn Barton. We're excited to have her as a guest on a podcast coming up soon. And we were talking about this very thing. So I won't go too much into it because I want her to express herself. But she says she works great on a deadline. Like she really works great on a deadline. So we were talking about the healthy parts of that and the not so healthy parts of that, but that for her in some areas, it works to not spend a lot of time in an area until right before her brain just starts popping. She comes up with a great ideas. It just seems to work for her, but she can do that when she has the awareness and when she knows that's how she does her best. All right. So we're all going to agree that we're not going to use this as an excuse, but we can understand it. There's a phrase that I use with my kids and my team all the time. And the phrase is, is this what I want now or what I want most? That is a phrase that as we move into our fourth and final part of our conversation on procrastination, that I want you to consider. Is this what I want now or is this what I want most? Because a lot of times we really want bigger things, but we're going to be distracted or we're going to be guilted or we're going to be shamed because of all the emotions that we have in that immediate gratification. And we're going to fall into that. And we're going to say, ah, it just feels better to do this right now. Well, you know what will feel even better when you get what you wanted 
most. So how do we overcome this procrastination? So I did a little bit more research too and found there are several ways. Some of these I use myself and some of these were kind of a cool new technique too. So the Pomodoro technique, how many have heard of that? So this was developed in about the late 1980s, which I feel like was just a couple of years ago. Let's not talk about how many years ago and decades that was. And the idea was that you're going to improve your productivity and focus by breaking your work into intervals. And the guy that founded it, Francisco Cirillo, said that it's going to be 25 minutes in length. So that's kind of his sweet spot. And then short little breaks. So for those of you that needed this concept, here's what this looks like. So you're going to choose a task to work on. You're going to set a timer for 25 minutes. This interval is called the Pomodoro. It also sounds like a pasta, right? But a Pomodoro. What you're going to do is work on that task with complete focus and dedication until the timer rings. So that 25 minutes. And it's funny because every Friday I do a live Zoom with my team and we work and it's for an hour. And you would think an hour is a really long time. But when we have that very dedicated time, it's incredible how fast that goes. So if an hour goes by quickly, I can only imagine how fast this 25 minutes will go. When the timer goes off after 25 minutes, you're going to take a break of five minutes to relax and recharge. And then after you do this four times, four work intervals, then you get a longer break. So 15 to 30 minutes. So this has to do with time boxing or blocking, if you've heard that. So you're really kind of focused. It also will allow you to focus more on a single thing instead of lots of things. So it helps max out your concentration. And those breaks are really going to help prevent burnout and keep you productive. Then you can also decide how many Pomodoros you want to complete so that you can assess your productivity. So I decided I was going to do that for what I needed to do to write this podcast. And again, I don't write it word for word. I just sort of conceptualize it and outline it a little bit. And I needed to do two back to back. So I said, I'm going to do the Pomodoro technique. And I did 25 minutes. I turned my do not disturb my focus on on my phone. And I did that. And then after 25 minutes, I couldn't wait. I got five minutes to myself. And so I popped outside so I could get a little vitamin D and I just sort of like relaxed a little bit. And then I was refreshed enough and I did another 25 minutes. But if you would have said, Cal, you have to sit down for an hour and you have to knock out two, I'd be like, oh, maybe I will go pack for my trip, which I actually hate. <laughs> more than anything else. So do you see how tricky our brains are? All right. So the Pomodoro technique, give that one a try. Now, some of you may have also may have heard of Stephen Covey's four time quadrants. Apparently this is also called the Eisenhower matrix. Fascinating. But that also helps you to understand what is urgent, what's important, smart goals, high impact tasks. The deal is it doesn't matter what technique you use. Some of us need a mental game with ourselves. Try them out. See which one works. For me, this Pomodoro, I'm loving it because I have that short amount of time and then I get a reward. A couple more resources or books that are great. One is called The Now Habit by Neil Fiore or have I mentioned my guy, James, James Clear, Atomic Habits? I think I have. My last two solo episodes were all about James. Call me James. Last part of this on how do you battle it. And the deal is there are so many other techniques. There's so many ways. You're just going to try 
to see what happens. How do you not fall into that tomorrow trap? And my favorite is to better it. Make your environment better. I decided I was going to brew a cup of tea. I was going to put a cute little cookie on the side, light a candle, and that's how I jumped into this task that I needed to do. A reward. Once I'm done with this, I've got a reward for myself that I get to do. And so you could say my reward is, well, it could be that Netflix that I wanted to binge, but I decided I'm going to procrastinate on that instead, or those YouTube shorts, or it could also look like a reward of a positive trigger that you have. So maybe it's going for a walk, going on a date, listening to some great music. Ask yourself, how will it feel when I... How will it feel when I finally get to knock this off my list? How will that feel? Imagine the task being done. Give yourselves five seconds of courage, five, four, three, two, one, and just do it. And for those perfectionists, isn't done better than never? And you know, at the end of the day, you can always call whatever it is your first draft, especially for my perfectionists. It's your first draft. You can always revise your draft. And I will tell you that there's a charm to imperfection. I'm calling out all my Enneagram threes, especially. And speaking of which, you may want to dive into that topic to understand yourself a little bit more. And I do hope to have a guest in the future about that. All right. So let's just summarize right now while we're on it. (laughs) The takeaways from this episode reminding you that procrastination can be managed. It can be turned into a tool for productivity. But remember to recognize when procrastination is helpful. And when it is detrimental, which most people fall into that category. So I want to encourage you to experiment these tips and strategies. Give it a try. Take it one day at a time. Just like my gal that we were looking over her to-do list for the day, the list that she had. We said, let's just take it one day at a time. Let's switch things around and see how it works. I want to finish with my question that is probably the most impactful question that I ask myself over and over and over when I have the tendency to start to fall into that procrastination. And it sounds like this. What can I do today to make my tomorrow better? So if you are sitting around, if you're in the car, wherever you're headed, say to yourself, what can I do today to make my tomorrow better? And maybe it is filling up the gas tank. What can I do today to make my tomorrow better? I want to encourage you to continue listening, rating, subscribing, all the things. I'm excited about our upcoming episode on Friday. My girl, Emily, is a master organizer, but it's not just about, just like I said, it's not about a perfect planner to have perfect time management. It's also not about having the perfect organizational tools and bins and baskets and labels. You are going to love what she's going to tell you about the concept of organizing your home, as well as some great tips too. So continue to share some success stories that you have. Maybe there's some ways that you overcome procrastination. We have our TikTok tribe, our Facebook community. I have a link to that in the show notes. Be part of that. And remember, Martin Luther King said, Martin Luther King Jr. said, you don't have to see the whole staircase. Just take the first step. So take the first step, not tomorrow, not the day after tomorrow. Take it right now. Thank you guys for listening. God bless you. We'll be back with you next time. 
Thank you for joining me on the TikTok podcast. Please subscribe, rate, and leave a five-star review. Your feedback fuels our mission to help you master your time. Set your alarm for our next episode. And until then, make every moment count.